0: The Koi Gig part Who is this serving and what is the end goal would be kind of nice to know I feel like we haven't had quite enough Irish bias this year so I am quite happy to see this
1: Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now Football on Off The Ball With Sky, all the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports well Welcome back, uh, tweeting, complimenting Dame Delaney on his punditry. Yeah, I agree. He is top, top, top. And Joe Inkelder, not me, obviously, has uh, texted in to say, Hi, Joe, what about Ronaldo's behaviour at the end of the quarterfinals? Straight off the pitch, no class, no sense of dignity. Didn't even congratulate the other players or teams on winning. When you talk about great, there's also how you conduct yourself. Ronaldo let himself down, proves he's not a great. Well, I suppose... Joe, in fairness, his greatness was never predicated on his personality. That much we can say. And he is a self-absorbed genius. And for him, that moment was only about one thing. It was about the end of his legendary career ending in failure from a World Cup point of view. And uh, in his eye, that is a tragedy and it surpasses anyone else and certainly any opposition. So it is who he is and uh, it's perhaps one of the reasons he's been a great, although I, I would uh, think that's an arguable point. But yeah, it's, it's a terrible look, really. He's a legendary figure and uh, he probably hasn't embraced that elder statesman role very well, even from the point of view of uh, being a super sub or being uh, collegiate to his teammates, I would think. So that's, uh, it was no surprise, I think. I mean, could you have seen him behave in any other way? I, I couldn't really, to be honest. Tim Vickery's here. Hello.
0: Hello. Very good evening to you.
1: Would you have expected much else from Ronaldo? Was I, I just no, to th- throw? I don't know if you heard that text.
0: I did. Yeah, uh, I think you hit the nail on the proverbial. Um, there's obviously the danger here that we're we're, we're conflating greatness with a moralist approach. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, I think you, you, your your point was perfect. That that's how he became the great player that he became. Is that that single-minded focus and the, the tragedy of the end of his career is that for so much of his career his ego has been good for the teams that he's been playing in mm. because getting the best out of him worked for everyone and now that's that's no longer that's no longer the case his his ego has has now become an impediment to, to the working of, of uh, the successful working of the teams that, that he plays for
1: Tim, World Cups mean expedited news cycles. So this is the first time I've spoken to you since Brazil were dumped out. Um, it's amazing, really. We talked to you for mm-hmm. years in advance, routinely checking in on Brazil. And now um, it feels like ancient history since they were uh, dumped out. So they were, to be fair to them, unfortunate with injury. And Croatia had their shot. They were single shot pretty much in the game. It yes. happened to go in. So. Well, it was, yeah. Yeah. So And,
0: and deflected.
1: And deflected. So... What are we to say, what are we to say then <laughs> of Brazil? Is it is it outright failure or or can we be more nuanced?
0: Well, to lose again to a European side in the quarterfinals, and they're getting smaller. You know, last time it was Belgium, eleven and a half million of them. Now it's Croatia, yeah. four million, breaking the hearts of more than two hundred and ten million Brazilians. Very very frustrating. Yes, clearly unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate with the injuries as well, because mm-hmm. we've seen, this was clear, I think after five minutes and we've found out subsequently, Richarlison was in no position to be in the field, you know, and, uh, that's so important because that's the press that got him two goals against South Korea and without the press, it's easy for Croatia to get the ball to their midfield and then just take the heat out of the game just run the clock down and, and dictate things, their rhythm. Now, if they'd had Gabriel Jesus, yeah. whip him on. Yeah. Perfect. For, you know, but he's gone. Um, so what do you do against an opponent who's difficult to break down? You need your players from the back. Your fullbacks, perhaps. Alexandro crashing into the attacking line as, a, as an element of surprise. That's been one of the things they've worked on. But he's not there. He's not fit. He, only, he came on for the last 15 minutes of extra time. They've had to improvise with both fullbacks. They ended up sending, uh, after half-time, sending Edna Militant forward as much as possible, and he didn't do badly. It was it, it was heroic. But it, it, it's it's strange how, how fine the margins are. It's been one of the lessons of this World Cup because one uncharacteristic moment, you could never imagine this team conceding that goal. You could never imagine it. It's a team that's been so defensively solid, mm. but you see what pressure and tiredness can do because usually the team will mo- move up as a block. And there you get a situation when half the team moves up as a block and the other half stays back and Croatia can get that counterattack starting there in the middle, in that hole. Casemiro makes a wrong option, an unnecessary option. He dives in the wrong side trying to win the ball had he just stayed goal side. Modric can't, can't turn him. Uh, so just, just one moment. Mm. Also, though, we can step back a little bit and say, let's take the South Korea game away. You don't win the World Cup in exhibition games. You win it in the tough games. Mm. And although they looked that one moment aside solid against the European teams, in fact, every game apart from South Korea, they didn't score in the first half. Yeah, uh, I don't think things clicked as well as they, sh- as they should have clicked. Um, one thing you see in the World Cup, you see this very clearly in Argentina, you can come to the World Cup with an idea. And as the military folk will tell you, uh, any plan uh, dies the moment it, on first contact with with, with the enemy. Mm. And Brazil, I think, have been playing whack-a-mole a little bit. In that, through last year, it looked like the best part of the team was the the the, the partnership through the middle of Neymar and Lucas Paquetá. Yeah. Then the wingers explode, and initially the team wasn't for Vinicius; it was Hafinha. And then Vinicius explodes as well. And in the World Cup, he produced the first three games he played with his best three for Brazil. you got a centre-forward as well. Richarlison had kind of selected himself. He'd scored seven in six coming into the World Cup. And so you had a team with two wingers and a centre-forward who doesn't contribute to the, the elaboration. He scores and he presses, but he he, he can't drop and combine. That's not his game. Mm. And they ended up losing that combination through the middle. Paquita and Neymar were too far apart. And in that great goal that they scored, uh, which was both a great individual goal and a great collective goal, they brought on Rodrigo because they wanted a winger who could give them more through the centre. And finally, you had something of Neymar and Paquita together and it got them a goal, a Mm. fantastic goal. But they didn't have enough of that during the tournament. But had that game finished five minutes earlier we'd be talking about Neymar rising to the occasion and Brazil finding the formula. Well, it's indeed. It's so very,
1: very cruel. And that's where I wanted to go next, actually, because uh, I don't know, will he be around in four years? He'll certainly be more a, a more fringe figure. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. And we had talked about this World Cup as the decisive one for Neymar, who, to be fair, has been unlucky with injury at World Cups and the timing of World yep. Cups and. Anytime we have discussed him, I've made it very clear I don't rate his professionalism, but I did as he scored that, and I agree, sensational goal. I did think to myself, wow, if he has another moment or two like this and powers Brazil to a World Cup, even I will have to reassess <laughs> Neymar's career. Uh, and so so where does this leave him now?
0: Well, I, I think uh, you'll probably get another chance. And he he did say going into the World Cup, this would probably be his last. He's not sure if he wants to play for Brazil again. He's saying he's psychologically destroyed. But the next one's only three and a half years away, mm. and uh, I, I'd be very very surprised if he doesn't have one last one last chance. What age is he now? So you, you, he's uh, coming up thirty one, so he'll be he'll be thirty four for the for the next one. W- one of the problems is, and this is reflected in the injuries that he picks up. He does. He's fouled a lot, although, and the players these days they get protection that the likes of Diego Maradona can only dream about. But he is fouled a lot. But some of that is an option. Some of that is him calling the foul. Yeah, he's not a street footballer, he's part of uh, of the tragedy of modern Brazilian in a way, in that the street footballer has has been replaced because uh, so many of the urban streets have become unsafe. So you get him inside with futsal. There's always a referee. Yes. And his protection, the street footballer learns when to do the dribble and when to get rid of the ball, because you're gonna get a kick in, especially if you're a frail little kid mm. and you can humiliate people. Neymar, his defense has always been the referee, has always been to be fouled and say to the referee, I'm being fouled. Now, I think he's gonna have to adjust he's gonna have a rethink gonna have to have a rethink on this if he's gonna prolong his career. Because if not, he's going to pick up more and more injuries as he just loses that vital half yard. Yes. Can he do that rethink? Well, we don't know. We shall see. But I should be fascinated to see the next chapters.
1: That's so interesting. As you were talking there, I just found myself thinking of Jack Wilshire, whose ankles were hacked really yep. to the extent that his career was curtailed. And, and he was so adroit at presenting the ball and at the last minute getting his foot there and getting the ball away. And of course, his foot is yep. still there when tackle comes in. Yep.
0: I remember being, by coincidence, being. This is September two thousand and ten, for one of his early games when he was first coming onto the scene. It was a Champions League game, Arsenal against Braga, and I just couldn't believe him. It was Fabregas and 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 Wiltshire, the sorcerer and his apprentice. Now I have no Arsenal sympathies. My sympathies are <laughs> at the other end of the Seven Sisters Road. But I was blown away by him, and I had such high hopes. And uh, tragically, as as you've said, I think the uh, th- those glass ankles meant that we never we never got to see the best of him.
1: So is Chiche being dismantled by all around or is there an, an, an understanding that there was a degree of bad luck?
0: Well, in, in the history of Brazilian football, usually when, when they win, the players get the credit and when they lose, the coach gets gets the criticism. Right. So yes, yes, he uh, yes he is. Um, I think which is is unfair. And he did have two goals at the World Cup and got knocked out in the, in the quarterfinals both times. But I think the work has, has been done with competence and, and dignity and, and probably deserved better luck. I do wish they'd have had more central midfield play. Uh, I think that the two wingers plus a, a non-Harry Kane-style centre-forward, I came to the decision, and you have to wait to the World Cup to see the evidence, that it wasn't the best, that more play through the middle would have helped it would have helped the wingers. Would have helped just play one of them. You know, bring bring a winger into the game on more advantageous terms. Um, so I, th- I think they, they got carried away a little bit with the idea of the two wingers and Richarlison as a centre forward, and uh, I mean, they they didn't get to face one of the real real heavyweights. And I'm fascinated to see how that would have gone. Mm. I'm sad that we didn't get to see that. Mm. And then
1: just to rub salt into the wound, they had to watch Argentina tear this Croatian team apart. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it's, it's really strange, actually, the atmosphere in, in, in Brazil. I mean, they can be very, very cruel uh, to, to their own team. And there's more support for Argentina than I think there's been in the past. Part of that is Messi. Part of that is just the joy of the party. That's going on in the stadiums, and the the you know you don't know where the where the team finishes and the supporters start, you know, and that's that's captivating. But part part of that is also uh, almost jealousy. It's a way of getting at their own players. Look, look, look! What Argentina were? Argentina just just walked all over the side that that eliminated us. Now, obviously, every game is its own story, and if you take that too far you take that one stage further and you declare that Saudi Arabia are moral champions of the world cup. So, uh, I, I don't think that that's a, you know, if every game is its own story. And Croatia were allowed, especially for the first half hour, they were allowed to do more against Argentina than they ever did against, against Brazil. Mm. Um, but that does, that does bring pangs of jealousy yeah. to see Argentina rolling over an opponent that, that they tripped on.
1: And so like on Brazilian TV and, and Brazil generally, is Messi a celebrated figure? Like this guy's a genius and, and, and we love oh, yes. him too. Yeah. It's universal. Yes. There. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's, he's huge all over South America. He's huge. And, uh, I think there's a real, some are, are anti-Argentina uh, and some will take the, the ABA approach, which is not amateur boxing association. Mm. It's anyone but Argentina. Um, but I'm feeling more, in fact, I'm, did four hours of Brazilian TV today. And this is one of the things we talked about. There seems to be more sympathy for Argentina and support for Argentina than, uh, than any, anyone can remember. And a lot of that has to do with, with love for Messi's last dance. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think the whole world is kind of on that gravy train now. Uh, give us uh, we've been a minute and a half. Give us uh, your English thoughts on England.
0: I thought they were great. I thought it was a fabulous game. Um, uh, it's probably a just a better game than than uh, France against Morocco, which was much much better than I expected as well. Mm. But there's a generation coming there. Our best performances are always defeats in World Cup. Brazil, nineteen seventy. West Germany in seventy. Ger- West Germany in ninety. Uh, I thought it was a terrific game. And, Th- this uh, was your
1: this was but- your best defeated performance in some time.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I thought. In in Portuguese, there's a temporary verb for to be and there's a permanent verb for to be. And as I was watching it, I was thinking England are better in the temporary sense of the verb to be. But France are better in the permanent sense of the mm. verb to be, meaning France can get a goal when they need it. Mm. And England, we only scored for, we, one penalty and another penalty and maybe another one we should have had. Yes. And,
1: and nothing guilt edged. There's no Gaza almost got there. It, there was nothing really beyond the penalties.
0: Yes. Uh, well, first half, and I love Be- Bellingham, uh, just sensational tournament and a sensational game. Mm. Um, but have we got any time to get into the, a preview of the final? Because uh, yeah, we I do. think we've, at least
1: we've, uh, we've 90 seconds. Sorry. Yes. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I think <laughs> from an England point of view, at least we've probably lost to the to, to the champions. Think so? I ex- always expected Argentina to go out in the semis because I thought they'd be playing Brazil, Spain, or Germany. Mm. They haven't played anyone with the firepower that France can th- can throw at them. Uh, they've they've been really impressive, the way that Scaloni has adapted to the World Cup. And there's a little tweak here and a little tweak there, what hasn't worked, and, and that, that's been really, really impressive. But you always wonder about the defensive unit, and now they're coming ag- up against the serious firepower. Uh, and uh, so I'd love it for, for Argentina to win, But my favourites are France.
1: Okay, pretty good. Uh, We appreciate it because I'll be honest, Tim, if I had just done four hours on television, I'm not sure I'd be taking a call from off the ball straight after. So uh, (laughs) good man. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Tim Vickery with us live on the line. Uh, Football on Off The Ball is brought to you by Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports Football on Off The Ball with Sky all the football you love in one place
0: across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports